On today's Pick and Pod, Matt, Kevin, and I react to a crazy week one of the NBA playoffs, then get some scalding hot takes from Network around 13 and a half minutes in. From our WFUV studios in the Bronx, New York, it's the Pick and Pod. Drop us a voicemail at 347-903-WFUV. Now, here are your hosts, Kenny Ducey and Matt Rosenfeld. Oh, the playoffs are in full effect, Mr. Rosenfeld. So that, means, that means we got to do double the pods. Oh, impromptu Friday pod. And also, Mr. Kevin Kelly is here once again. What's up, Kev? Oh, it's great to be back. I was, it was a shame I'd missed, and we, now I'm glad to be back on uh, on the pod. We kind of gave everyone the impression that like you were sick or something. We were just like, oh, we're just... That's on us. Kev's uh, not here, man. Yeah. But no, you're here. I'm and here. Also, and also, Network will be here. We'll get. We'll just get some scalding hot playoff takes from Network, oh, uh, which should be fun. Yeah, um, the playoffs have been on, more. We're not even a week into the playoffs. More excited last night. They are already blowing our minds right now. This is unbelievable. Well, the, first of all, because the the this, the Kevin Durant thing was just a completely different story. Was it a foul on Chris Paul? Kevin, was it a foul? On Chris Paul, at the you mean the one where he was going up for the shot? Yeah, right, when Curry, Curry's the last final shot. three, oh. Paul, he held his waistband. I Un- didn't think it was a foul. Undeniably a foul. That one oh. was a foul. But also, they missed so many calls at the end of that game. So let me start by saying, Blake Griffin on that shot from the baseline clearly traveled. Then Blake Griffin clearly should have been called for an offensive foul when Draymond Green went down. I don't know if he, well yeah, that was an offensive foul, but I don't know if that was a travel. I, I don't know. It was like either. a Dirk fadeaway. It was just a Dirk. Like no, it was just unbelievable. Up his foot, like, twice I think play. you're just not used to again. seeing Blake move that way. What's that? I just feel like you're not used to seeing Blake move that way, so you're like, oh he must have traveled. I am, but he picks up that foot he goes off of and moves it before he shoots. But anyway, so then the one after that, they had the Chris Paul going up for that half court shot. I think that should have been three free throws as well. So they missed that one because he was in the air shooting when Curry fouled him. There were, a, there were a lot of calls. And a Ke- lot of Kevin's them, really fired up. A lot of them seem to go the Clippers' way. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. They, they all seem to go the Clippers' way, even in, at Golden State. It makes no sense to me. Well, guys, this is a really good Clippers team. Blake Griffin is, uh, is, is taking the leap. playing better than we've ever seen him play, and it's scary. And, like, we were saying that these types of things – um, in the middle of the season, like wow, like what if he got even better? What if he played in this rookie season? How good would he be now? I mean, he, now he's hitting these, you know, that that big time fadeaway shot. Uh, he's hitting some free throws. The Clippers didn't hit a lot of free throws last night, which is a criticism of them. I mean, um, well, I think they were something like ten of twenty four round around there. They're brutal shooting just in general yeah. last but night. But how about okay, the Clippers defense, right? Everyone talking about the Clippers D, and well, I'm worried about the Clippers D. It's not going to do well. Golden State is, is the best the, one. Just, just they hit all the. They have all of the threes. And not last night. No, well, not last night. But in three games, they are under thirty percent. They are shooting twenty-seven percent. They've hit twenty-one of seventy-seven threes in this series. They've hit just twelve threes in the last two games out of I believe forty-seven attempts, if I'm remembering correctly. They are just brutal right now uh, from the three, and they're dying by the three, Kev. Yeah, they're not really getting their looks. And uh, there's a number of shots Clay Thompson took yesterday that just made me go, oh, why would you take that? It was just incredible. It got really frustrating watching that. But they're stopping the three, like Doc said, after the game. They're really trying to prevent them from scoring behind that line. But then even if they get inside DeAndre Jordan, that SWAT on Harrison Barnes oh, was, was- Awesome. Nuts. DeAndre yeah. was great, but he was not 
Bill Russell reincarnated, like Reggie Miller tried to say. That was just kind of weird that he would have said that. Also, that because outrageous. Bill Russell's also alive. You so. know, what's interesting about what Kevin's saying is, you know, the Warriors aren't really getting their, their typical good looks from three, but at the same time, they're living and dying by it. So my, I guess my question to you guys is, do we anticipate them? Is it more of a trend? Is the, Are we going to go back to even, you know? Are they going to go back to the mean? You know, they hit threes. Are they going to start hitting threes again? Or are the Clippers doing a good job shutting it down? Should we expect to see, you know, the Clipper or the Warriors rather not hit their threes for the rest of the series? Uh, now, towards the end of that game, you saw the Warriors hit threes in in, in the end when well, the crowd was, was behind them. That was Curry. They had momentum. Yeah, yeah. Her- but, but that's all it took. Heroic it took, play, right? But it took it took just some heroics by Curry. The, the crowd got back into it. The team was on a roll, even even though they were scoring inside and, and smartly going to Clay Thompson, who was posting up Chris Paul. Um, they had a lot of momentum, which I know a lot of people on the internets don't like to believe in momentum, but it, maybe it's a different word. Maybe it's just no, that they were excited. It exists. And look, I mean, they were, they were just physically back in that game, and that's why they hit a couple of threes, because they were feeling good. And, you know, it, it was just a different energy in that building, I, I feel like. Um, like, it wasn't a nervous energy, like, loud nervous energy, like, at the it, beginning. It was, it was like, a palpable, okay, like, we're behind we you guys. We just came back from this deficit kind of energy. And um, so I think I, I, I'll hold true to that prediction I gave last week. I think the Warriors take one at Oracle. I still think it's Clippers in six. But, I, I, I mean, the way they've been shooting right now, I could understand if you said they wouldn't do it. What do you Matt, think, I, def- I do think it'll be 2-2 going back to L.A. I just have this feeling they're going to start knocking down shots. Blake was unbelievable. He had that stretch where he hit those three. Which, uh, yeah, turned the whole the game. That was just just nuts. I have a feeling that the Warriors will tie this one up. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something, man. Hey, man, Kevin Durant, man, I'm trying to see you on that court ASAP, man. You say you're going to play me in the game, man. I ain't never seen you play a damn. Oh, man, what happened to Kevin Durant last night? What happened to Kevin Durant last night? Was there was there a curse? Was there a curse no, placed on Kevin Durant? There wasn't a curse. Was there a curse that's been placed on I Kevin Durant for years? He has no swag. He has no girls. He has no rings. That game was really interesting last night. It was probably at least you know I love that series so much. Hashtag. I love that series so much and the base gods curse to see what's happening. At least. You know, Memphis-wise, Gasol is just awesome. The offense running through him is just so fun to watch. And Kevin Durant going 50 minutes and going 10 to 27. That's Yup. He I don't did know. go 10 to 27, didn't he, Matt? <laughs> I don't. I hate Lil B in this whole thing. I think it's hogwash Get to the highest extent. out of here. Yeah. The curse hating is Lil B. stupid. The curse is ridiculous, but we do need I don't to know, get- Kev. Is it? I mean, yeah. has Kevin Durant done anything God. besides besides win like MVP awards and uh, and probably win another one this year? But other than that, is that anything? No. All right, you got to give some credit to the Grizzlies defense. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Tony on. Allen. I mean, like, a lot, like most of the credit goes to the Grizzlies. Defense. Yeah. All of the credit. I have a statement to make, and I don't know if you guys will agree or disagree, but Tony Allen deserves way more than the just under five million dollars he gets a year. I think offense is just way overvalued, and he's just been incredible. Well, he, he's been just the reason. I, I mean, we saw last year too with the Here We Grind. I mean, he's he's been just the heart of this team. The thing about Tony Allen is he's he's kind of developed that mantra where you almost expect his defense to come through, and it's really you really see in the playoffs when he's, you're allowed to be a little more physical and 
and that steal last night before uh, Westbrook hit that unbelievable four-point play. Ugh. I thought it was sealing the game. You know, I don't know if he's worth more because all, I wouldn't say offense is overvalued as much as good individual defensive players are under, undervalued. But last night, he definitely showed you why he gets $5 million for being a total, I would say, negative on offense. Yeah, but last night he was okay on offense, surprisingly, but I do agree. Yeah. I, I think that's a good point you make about the individual defender just being undervalued. Yeah, I was going to say, Tony Tony Allen is 8 of 15 for 16 points. I mean, he had a couple of breakaway layups. He had um, nine rebounds. Well, yeah, a lot of a lot of his offense comes off defense, and there's, right. there's something to be said for that. But, you know, when you're in slower games like playoff games tend to be, him in the half-court set just is not helping you. Another thing I'm realizing right now looking at the box score, you look at the Thunder. Seth Losha had four fouls. Westbrook had four fouls. Perkins had five. Ibaka had four. You look at the Grizzlies, other than Tony Allen with four, I mean, Kufis had three. I mean, Mike Miller had three, but I just want to w- I wish Mike Miller just didn't exist. Gasol Why? had two. Uh, Conley <laughs> had three. The, just, that's a different story. Um, the point is... They weren't getting in. They're not in foul trouble. Zebo had no. Zebo played forty-five minutes. He didn't commit one foul. And that's. I mean, it was the complete that's opposite shocking. on the Thunder side. Is that you had literally, except for Kevin Durant, which is one. All the starters had four or more fouls, and that's a, a huge thing because Memphis was able to play great defense, and they didn't commit a lot of fouls. And it's funny because early in the game, Kevin Durant got to the line a few times, and it kind of had the feel that it was going to be one of those games where Durant maybe gets fifteen, eighteen points on the line alone. But they really slowed it down, and they kept him off the line, which is probably the reason they were able to, you know, keep it close all game, win eventually, get it, it went to overtime, and win in the end. You know, you don't send guys like Kevin Durant to the line more than twelve, thirteen times. You're going to be pretty successful. Yeah, very true. But Kenny, I'm not letting you off the hook. Why do you not like Mike Miller? Okay, here's why I don't like Mike Miller, and I don't even know why I like Shane Battier. But Shane Battier. For years, or for a couple years there with the Heat title runs, he was, or even this last year, as a great example, he was the guy hitting the threes, coming off the bench. He was a a huge part of why the Heat were a top three team in the East. And then you look at, in the playoffs, they just took Battier out. Mike Miller sat out like the entire year because he just, you can't stand up. And he started coming in, drilling in threes. He got all the credit. Shane Battier, working hard, well, got no credit. He got no hey, minutes. He got no credit. The base gods curse on Mike Miller. Hey, interesting thing here, because Zach Lowe just wrote yesterday about how James Jones is playing over Battier. Maybe they just don't want to play Battier in the playoffs. I don't, I don't, get I don't, I don't understand that. Exactly. We'll James see. Jones now. We'll see. Now, okay. Now, I, I, I was also, like, hoping James Jones would get minutes in, in the past years, but... I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't know. Um, a couple more things that we have to talk about before we get to network. Uh, Lamarcus Aldrich, because what I, what, what, I remember, what? I, was, I walked out of the station on uh, what was it last night or two nights ago, and I said we as watching. the game was starting, I was like, Dwight and Lamarcus are about to have an epic yeah. duel. I watched, that and then duel. they did, and Lamarcus came out on top, and he's just if he plays like 43. this, who's stopping that? Who's stopping them? I mean, obviously oh. they'll run into the Spurs, but. Who's stopping that? <laughs> I mean, those, obviously they're going to run. Hey, the Spurs lost to the Mavericks my pretty badly. To watch. The Spurs on the same night lost badly to the Mavericks. We'll I think s- that's going to. I think the, uh, the Spurs are going to be able to recover from that. I think they'll definitely take one in Dallas. And I oh, still I mean, think they could finish the series pretty early. I think so too, and I mean, I definitely think the Bobcats are dead in the water now with, with down two zero. Oh, poor um, Al. Poor Al. I mean, the, I think the Rockets will now make it six. I said seven. I think it'll be six now. 
But yeah, I mean the Spurs will win that series. I just I said on the pot. I think I said Mavericks and six. I, I think thought we both did because you know the Mavs and the Spurs. They, they or, know sorry, each Spurs other and well. six. Yeah, so they, they, the Mavericks will take it to six. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair analysis before the series even started. The Mavs and the Mavs play the Spurs pretty well. Yeah, and then um, we also have to just briefly mention the Pacers because they are down or, and Jeff to T. one. Jeff Teague, man. I, Not good enough for the New York Knicks, that's that, for sure. That shot where he stepped out of bounds, but that can't be reviewed. So Hashtag, is Teague better than Felton? Hashtag, Knicks tape. He's clearly better than Felton. That's yeah, not okay, yes, he is. <laughs> that's not <laughs> the question. We can stop this conversation. Yeah. Everyone's better than Raymond Felton. Oh, that shot but, was insane. With Scola covering him like that, that's a big dude to have to get that over. And he, he did it. Awesome. I mean, he did step out of bounds. but in, instead, instead of everyone loves Raymond, it's everyone's better than Raymond. Raymond. I saw a kid with an everyone loves Raymond shirt uh, that was blue and orange, and then it's, on the back it said Felton 2 uh, on our campus last Nobody week. Nobody loves and Raymond. And I literally I, I walk, like, I saw him, and I walked the opposite direction. It had to be a joke, right? Like that's no, that can't be real. He's it was ironically. People, no, people used to wear. People used to like Raymond Felton. That I has to be like the kid who wore the Aaron Hernandez jersey after Aaron Hernandez went to jail. No, but everyone wore Aaron Hernandez jerseys. No, he was just he was legitimately wearing this, and I was like, oh, like you know, it, it, does everyone really love Raymond? And he was like, yeah, of course. And then I was like, really? And he was like, eh, it kind of stinks now. So that 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 tone and that answer is like tells you right there that he the bought it especially. when Raymond Felton was signed over Jeremy Lin, and then now it backfired on him. But I don't know. We somehow got into the Knicks, and I think it's time to bring along Network Grantland's newest writer, Jason Concepcion at Network. The second E is a three. Uh, well, first off, congratulations on the new gig, man. Pre- uh, it's uh, real cool to see you on there. Thank you. It is cool to make low-level adult money yeah it's uh oh, it's 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 been it's been fun uh to read you and uh i want to get right off the bat to <clears throat> excuse me last night's game between the warriors and the clippers we'll get to the other games in just a sec uh because the officiating we were talking about a little bit was kind of it was a little suspect might have been leaned towards the clippers what was your call on that you're talking about the very last play or the well, whole uh, game? Well, obviously the last play is going to get a lot of talk. But then, obviously, the, the Blake push-off, which was a no-call. And then um, uh, one of our buds thought that uh, Blake traveled on that Dirk fadeaway he had. I mean, well, for, yeah, was that a foul at the end, though? Um, Technically, yes. I just feel like it's the kind of foul that you really rarely see called in that spot unless a guy just gets detonated. Um, you just rarely, rarely, rarely see that. And I know like the I know the, the argument that a foul is a foul and that they shouldn't call games differently in the final seconds, but that's it's kind of consistently always been that way. You know, and a foul being a foul, I mean you could call a foul on every if you really wanted to, by the letter of the law, you could call a foul pretty much every time down the court. You know, it's more about the flow of the game, and I think you know it's just we're just more we pay so much more attention during the playoffs, and every little decision that goes the wrong way or is not right, like Teague stepping out of bounds that can get called, or the, the um, you know the call at the end of the first game between the Warriors and the Clippers. It's like those things are just going to get just blown up. You know, um, I do think like the officiating. Is in pretty uneven in most of the games this first round. 
um, especially Warriors Clippers, because it, I feel like, you know, we coming into the series, everybody's like, oh, this is the great series because they hate each other, you know? So I feel like the word is out with the referees, like, there can't be a fight in this game. Like, just really police it. And I think, you know, when you when you tell them to control the game, they try to control the game. Well, before, yeah, uh, and before we get off officiating, because Matt's dying to ask you a question, I think, about this game, but um, I don't know if you saw Tim Donahue came out yesterday, and he was trying to say that the NBA was going to fix the Brooklyn-Toronto series, so the Nets won, which, <laughs> I, I know. I didn't see that. <laughs> Who did, yeah, that? it was really, he, he was, and I mean, of all people who were, like, somehow, he was allowed on the radio, which was the strangest part. Wait, who said this? Tim Donahue. <laughs> You, our our good friend Tim Donahue, uh, who is uh, yes. yeah, well, he's yes. not. He's the thing about Donahue is he's not really the most trustworthy character <laughs> right. like, in the history, like ever of the league. Um, but uh, yeah, he's just like that's that's patently ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, Jason. It's unbelievable. That, that's I can't even. I'm not even gonna give it dig, like a response anyway. I wanted to ask about Blake Griffin because he's been unbelievable in this series, and he seems to be taking that leap to almost like superstardom that I, I hoped he always would, and I guess most basketball fans have. So if he continues to play at this pace and Chris Paul does Chris Paul things, are the Clippers a serious threat to the Spurs in the West? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think that anybody's ever really questioned that. And you look at the way the Spurs are playing right now, um, I think everybody still assumes they get past the Mavs, right? But you're kind of seeing where the Mavs have given people a little bit of a blueprint on how to split the Spurs. Sorry. Can I not do that on this? Oh, you can beat right. that up. And so um, I, I, I think, yeah, I think they could take the Spurs. I'd still favor the Spurs in that series. And this is, like, again, assuming they get past the Mavs, which I think everybody assumes, but the Mavs are getting in a lot of trouble. Um, yeah, the Clippers, there's no reason why they couldn't. They have all the pieces. It's just can they all come together at once, you know? Yeah. I mean, let's stay out west because you, you mentioned the Spurs. And, I mean, I, the last time we had you on, we were like, okay, well, when are they, I mean, like, when are they going to stop being this good? If they get beaten up in this playoffs, like just in the playoffs, like say you know Dallas takes them six, next round they go seven. I mean, is there a limit to uh, the amount of games, the amount of close games that this team can play? Where eventually we're like, okay, you know, if there's a if they're tested enough in the first two rounds, maybe they're not going to represent the West in the finals. Well, I mean, that's like the that's the worst case scenario for the Spurs, isn't it? You know, at their age. They want to play as little as possible, but at the same by the same token, they rested their guys all season. Um, I, of course, they prefer to play less games, um, but I am still just not at the point. I mean, I've doubted them so many times over the last three years, where I'm just like, oh, they're done. You know, they're done. And then they keep doing things like making Patty Mills like <laughs> a solid NBA player. <laughs> And so I can't, you know, I just can't. I still think that they're the favorite. Um, I can't, yeah, I just can't bet against them. And, of course, they'd want to play less, but, you know, they're, they're still the Spurs. Until I see it, until I see them really, really in trouble, I, I don't consider them anything else, but definitely one of the top favorites. 
I kind of agree with you there, Jason. Uh, moving to Portland and uh, Houston, you know, what's more surprising to you? LaMarcus Aldridge's Hall of Fame type games one and two <laughs> or James Harden's opposite of Hall of Fame games one and two? Oh, Harden. Um, because, you know, you, I mean, he is what he is on defense, but you always figure he'll find a way to score. Um, and it's weird how he's not scoring. He just looks bad. You know, I mean, I don't know whether that's kind of like the accrued um, impact of like them posting him up over the first couple games or what. But then again, he's never really showed up in the series at all. Um, It's just mysterious, you know, what has happened. And it's kind of, you know, that's like a team that that can't really happen to because they don't they're more just like a system team. You know, they don't really have plays, so to speak. They just run what they run. And it's like an improv, you know, it's like a free jazz jam, what they do. And so if Harden can't provide that penetration and creativity, you know, off the bounce, that really messes up a huge part of what they do. Aldridge, I mean, he was kind of like this early in the season, you know, it's just hitting everything, that whole team. So I'm not really surprised that Aldridge is doing something like this, even though it is absolutely amazing to watch. He, I mean, he's just crushing everything. He's hitting everything. It's really remarkable. Um, and then, yeah, and then James Harden, the complete opposite. And I feel like maybe even like in, in his Thunder days, we kind of saw him fade away in the playoffs a few times. But speaking of the Thunder, Jason... Uh, we need to talk about the fact that Kevin Durant was just terrible last night, and that was just all will be, right? Like, that was all will be. I mean, was he really terrible, terrible, though? I mean, he, he was not terrible. He, he was good down the stretch. He was, I think, what, 6 of 7 in the restricted area. I'm just obviously stretching I mean, not, nobody it. Nobody really, yeah, yeah, none of them really, they couldn't really get anything going from 3. You know, the whole team really... At the same time, yeah, I, I guess he's, he wasn't like Kevin Durant. What do you have, 39? He, he wasn't like Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, they're making it hard on him. But um, I think it's kind of like, I think that's, that's just playoff basketball where a team can just game for one specific guy and scheme to stop, you know, one guy. Um I don't really put too much into it because, I, you know, it's like he can he can score when he wants. I think more more concerning thing is the kind of the predictability of their offense. You know, it's just basically KD and or Westbrook, here's the ball, do something. Um, and they don't – there's not a lot of depth of strategy – beyond that and you can go a long way with that when you have Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook but you know in the playoffs against a team that's just a solid defensive team you know that can that has size on the inside it's like it's you're gonna get exposed a little bit and I think they're definitely getting exposed on the offensive end anyway and you know Scott Brooks there's been questions about him for a little while um and it's not the last few games of this series have not been kind to him. 
Yeah. Um, and actually, just kind of funny, we had Seth Rosenthal on earlier in the week, and you guys host a podcast together, so I guess perfect time to plug that. Um, then he said, uh, he, I mean, he was he was talking, we asked him about the playoffs a little bit, and he was talking about the fact that, like, Chris Paul, although he did kind of have one of those games in this series, doesn't really get caught up with, like, the energy and get kind of wild. Russell Westbrook can be kind of wild, you know, so take wild. wild shots. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. I mean, like, we, everyone saw the, the photo that Mike Prada uh, posted yeah. last night where he didn't pass the ball. I mean, is that something that can, I, I, obviously, the Thunder are not, like, better without Russell Westbrook? And that's not what I'm asking, but is that something that, you know, looking down the stretch could maybe be, maybe take the Thunder out of a seven-game series like the series with the Grizzlies, like a couple of those mistakes? Is that going to be the difference, Russell Westbrook? Well, I mean, you know, weaknesses just get exposed in the playoffs, you know, and decision-making is important when you play a game best of seven. Um, He's got so much athletic ability that he's able to will certain things to happen sometimes, and it's that exact physicality and creativity and just, like, arrogance in a great way that kind of feeds into the worst parts of his game, which is when he like jacks up a shot that he didn't need to jack up with a lot of time left or, you know, just ignores open teammates. Um, Is it going to be the difference? I mean, you never know winning, winning a title is really hard. You know, you have to be lucky. You have to get some matchups that go in your favor and then you have to, you know, be really good and execute almost near, you know, near perfectly at just the right time. So, you know, any weakness that you have can, you know, be the difference between winning a title or not. And certainly if you're not going to hit an open teammate, like wide open under the basket for a crucial, you know, score, then that can be the difference at times. And at the same time, if he made that shot, which was a relatively good look, we'd all be like, "Whoa, what's Westbrook, baby? You know, let let Westbrook be Westbrook." And when he hit that falling down shot, I would have had a shot. Yeah, you know, nobody was nobody was saying, "Well, you know, well, actually, that shot." You know, it was just, that's that's just basketball sometimes, and and you do hope that he becomes a little more disciplined. And this is not to ch- try and change his game at all. Um, but you know, he is what he is at, at this point, and he's good enough as that that you could see them winning. Uh, but there's still a lot of ways for him, still a lot of growth for him to make. V- very true. Now over to the East. One game last night. You know, the Pacers laid another egg, and in the game they just generally seem disinterested as they have in the past. <laughs> and the narrative has kind of shifted to Frank Vogel now, and that he's potentially playing for his job. So what do you think, Jason, is Frank Vogel coaching for his job right now? I mean, it certainly seems like that's a possibility. Whether that's a rational, you know, outcome of the Pacers' struggles is a different question. I think that um, he was able to reach this team and mold them into, you know, a scheme – around the players that they have that resulted in them, you know, being having a core of a team that's the top seed in the East, a really elite defensive team. Um, do you throw that all away because of what seems to be like chemistry issues? 
Um, I don't know. You know, I don't have the answer to that. It's it's a tough question because being a coach, you know, there's there's it seems it's just like there's two different disparate philosophies that go into being a coach. One, you have to be able to craft, you know, tactics and strategy that match your team and best get, you know, gets the most out of your, your players. And at the same time, you have to be able to communicate that vision to them and like read people's personalities. Know if this, you know, know if this guy's upset or if this guy doesn't like this guy and figure out how to make that work or how to give, you know, how to put one guy on the bench without like destroying his like confidence. And it seems like that's where the problems are coming from. Not, you know, not so much the philosophical side, although, you know, you, they should be playing small right now. Um, so it's hard to say, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go just because, you know, one of the things that you hear people talking, especially the people that really watch Indiana closely, is that maybe Bird really never believed in Vogel all that much. You know, maybe there's a personality clash there, so you never know. I mean, coaches have been fired to less. Now, uh, I want to talk about Randy Whitman, because what a job he's done with the Wizards so far in this series. <laughs> um, they have the chance to go up 3-0. Do they do that? And, uh, I mean, just how cool has it been to see them kind of take down Thibodeau so far because, I mean, the Bulls have, I mean, we've seen it. They've been diving all over the floor. They really want this series, and the Wizards are just saying no right now. Well, I mean, I'm not sure how much is, you know, how much of that is Whitman and how much of that is Nene just absolutely. Or, or Nene, as everyone's been calling <laughs> yeah. him. I mean, he's just, like, laying waste to Joaquin Noah. I mean, he's like, snatching the freaking DPOY trophy out of his hand and just, like, throwing it in the garbage. Uh, you know, it's like, how much of that is Whitman and how much of that is Nene? I don't know. Um, it is really cool to see the young Wiz doing this. And it's, it is, that is really fun. And it's really also cool to see, like, ex-Knicks and former Nick draft picks that never got used by the Knicks, like, doing so well in the playoffs. Marcus Aldridge, Nene, uh, Beno Udre. You know, it's like, it's great. It's a great time of year for people that escape the Knicks organization. Also, guys, that the Knicks, you know, just didn't want to trade for, like Darren Collison and uh, Jeff T. Yeah, it's it's a great time. It's a great time of year all around. You know, Joe Kim Noah himself. I mean, it's it's a great time of year. Uh, always good to make fun of the Knicks. Uh, we'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Brooklyn, you know, New York's team here. Going into game three, they're coming home. I guess, what's your outlook on the rest of this series? Because it's been really even, and are the dinosaurs going to be able to pull it off, or are these young guns from Great. Toronto, who actually represent dinosaurs, going to win the series? Yeah, I can't. It's it's hard to. I can't pick a winner in this series. You could You could... I mean, you could talk me into any one of them on any day. Tim Donahue uh, could. Yeah, oh, for sure Donahue could. Um, I think I give the slightest edge to Brooklyn. I know that's like it's like so, like narrative obvious to say like experience, but they do have the experience, you know. And I think that does count for something in like some of these high pressure, you know, games, you know, especially with the Raptors being just so 
green young, you know, and um, I mean, you saw the way DeRozan kind of got a little overhyped in game one, uh, settled down in game two, big reason they won. Um, I give the slightest Brooklyn, but I would not, I wouldn't be shocked if Toronto won. And it's like kind of cool to see also, like, I don't think people really understand like how beloved the Raptors are in Toronto. Like when you see all those thousands of people outside the arena, it's amazing. Like, I don't know if you guys ever have gone on real GM, uh, the forums on real GM, which is kind of like, can be a scary place. But like, if you look at the amount of members of the different forums on real GM, the Raptors pretty much have more members on their Raptors forum than like the entire rest of Real GM. Wow. They have like 22,900,000 or something members, <laughs> wow. like more than every other team. It's amazing. Canada. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Um, before we let you go, quick prediction of what happens to uh, Masai Hujiri when he comes back to Brooklyn. Does his car, well, like, know, get egged? Like, I don't know. You would, you know, like, I thought what he did was, like, pretty hilarious. It was like it was pretty great, and people go, "Oh, well, you know, it was unprofessional." Yeah, of course it was unprofessional. <laughs> That's why it was so cool. Um, I would think, I would hope that if Brooklyn had any self-respect, they would somehow answer him in some way. I, I think, like, I think they will. I'm shocked that no rapper has like had a had Masai Ujiri track yet. <laughs> I don't know, like to the beat of Versace or something, like. I don't know. I, there, there, I mean, there could be a lot of fun things we could do, but Lil B did have a Kevin Durant track, and that's really all that matters right now in the NBA. Uh, so it was it was pretty great. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Jason. At Network, if you somehow don't follow him, the second E is in uh, three. I think last time I said it was like spelled like a three, so definitely an improvement of the way I described your Twitter <laughs> handle this time around. Uh, thanks so much. I hope we can get you again in the future. Yeah, thank you, guys. Oh, that's that's always a lot of fun, isn't it, Matt? He's great. I'm so happy for him to get a grant, full time job at Grantland. Can't wait to read all his stuff. Always great takes from Network. He's he's really right that Brooklyn has to do something. I don't know what they're gonna do. I hope they hold serve at home, but it's gonna be a close game, just like everyone they ever play is. No, I mean like the uh, about the Ajiri thing. Oh, oh, absolutely. I if you can't, if he's right, if Brooklyn has any self respect as a borough, and trust me, they'll tell, they'll be the first ones to tell you. They do. They should react. Uh, so, so many, so many hot playoff takes there. Um, I mean, the Harden thing. You know, the Harden. The it just. I love how. I mean, except for Lamarcus Aldrich, we're kind of centered on Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Although James Harden has left, I kind of feel like it was like back when I used to watch wrestling when I was really, really oh, little, I and there was like, like Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton, and like yeah. didn't one of the, one of them. Evolution. They, one of them broke off, right? Yeah, no, they turned on Randy Orton, and then he was he was outcast and had to do his own thing. That's just like what it was. And Harden is the Randy Orton who's thriving right now in professional Not right wrestling. now. Well, Randy Orton is, but James Harden struggling mightily in Houston while LaMarcus Aldridge becomes a Hall of Famer. All right, so let's get back to Kev here. Let's put Kev in the spotlight. Because he, missed, we, he missed Tuesday. Yeah, we gave our picks on Tuesday, so, but Kevin didn't. So, Kev... We got with the advantage of having yeah. seen a few right. Days of playoff I was just yeah. gonna say I'm at a slight advantage here, so I feel a little bit guilty, but I'll go ahead and start here with Indiana Atlanta. I still think Indiana's gonna pull it out. I, it could even go seven. I'm just gonna say seven to be safe, but we'll see.
see. I don't know what you guys think of that series looking no, I, at I right think now. Good safe pick. It, Pacers and Seven's my pick now. I mean, it's not yeah. safe anymore, but I'll say Pacers. Okay. And then I have Washington. This one was tough for me. I was really debating. I think they're going to get it in six. I think Chicago will won, win one here. Push back. I'm not really sure about that one. Washington could just sweep it because Chicago looks a, you know, a bit defeated. And then moving on to Toronto and Brooklyn. I've got Brooklyn for sure. I think that one will be six. And I think Matt, you picked that one too. I think everyone. I think will I said Brooklyn, Brooklyn six, six too. Yeah, we, we 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 actually agreed on a few, which was weird. Yeah, that's different. I think it'll be Miami in five. I think Charlotte will, as long as Al Jefferson can get. I said in five. I said in six just to be fun, but yeah, I think five. I think it'll be five. And then, so moving over to the Western Conference, San Antonio and Dallas. I think San Antonio might just win three straight. They might just knock this one off. So I'm going to go with San Antonio wow. in five. All right. Yeah, a little bit different there. Portland, I had trouble with the length on this one. I think it could go six as well, just to be safe. But I do definitely think they're gonna gonna get a game at home. I don't think Houston has a chance of winning two here. Matt, did we say did we say Houston in seven? I think I took Houston, and well, obviously we said, now I read it. We said we said it was the correct pick. We both oh, had the same one. That's a shame because I actually, and I'm not just saying this. You're, I would have picked Portland. You if felt I had Portland before this. Yeah. I I didn't. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think Harden would just you know. I didn't think Harden's yeah, James Harden's playing awful. Yeah, I wasn't I counting on Harden Ugh. disappearing, but I thought Portland could pull it off. That, that was the thing. And then Dwight Howard too. You need to dominate. And I didn't dominate. Think, I didn't think Marcus Aldridge was going to turn into a Hall of Famer for the playoffs. <laughs> it's but... been nuts. Those shots oh my been gosh, making are crazy. Dude. Oh, oh well, go so ahead. Finish good. the West. Finish I'm the really, West. Yeah, so finishing the West here. So I think the Clippers are going to end up taking it after last night's game, but I think this one could get pushed to seven, and then. Um, Oklahoma City and Memphis. I still think Oklahoma City is going to pull this one out in seven as well. All right. Well, we got a few games tonight now, right? Right, Kenny. Yep, we do. Um, first off, our I wouldn't our hometown Nets game three against the uh, Raptors one one. Who do you got? Uh I got none. I got. I have to. I have to pick Brooklyn because it's at home, and I think seventy six percent of the time the game three winner in the this round at least has maybe even just in the playoffs, has won the series. I think Brooklyn will win the series, so I think I'm forced to pick Brooklyn here. What about you, Kev? I'm feeling the same way. I'm going Brooklyn for sure. I, I, I kind of agree. You know, I, I do think on Sunday I think the Raptors win. I don't know. I don't think they do. I think they take game five at home, and I think it goes back to Brooklyn for well, six. Well, you know why? Well, oh, you know what? I mean, I'm going to be there on Sunday, so and I'm a great – I'm a good lo- – the Nets won nine in a row uh, of games I covered – Last year, so you know. But I now mean, you have that Nick stink on you. I do. I have a lot of stink on me. Who? I mean, who knows? Maybe. All right, but what about uh, Chicago, Washington? Does Chicago have any offense to win in Washington? No, Washington's going to win. I I really think Washington's going to win this. I think Washington's going to go up three zero. I have the same feeling with the Nay playing the way he is. I think it's going to be Washington. Nene, that's no. I thought it was Nene it's, now. Oh, no, everyone's like calling it. him Nene. I that call him Nene. Nene Hilario. Oh my yeah. God, he's awesome. I can't, it drives Nay-nay. me nuts when people call him Nene. That, I don't like Nene like either. Like the dance. Yeah, the dance. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, let's go to Houston, Portland. Kev? Oh, uh, I'm going to go with Portland because that's what I want to see. These games have been so entertaining, and I love just seeing Lamarcus Aldridge go off. I don't think he can do it again, but I hope me doubting him you, makes him do it again. You don't go in a Rip City and beat Lamarcus Aldridge, who's playing at a Hall of Fame pace. You just Those don't do it. Those fans are going to be going The nuts. Rose Garden it's gonna be crazy. might blow up. Yeah. I'm oh, I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, I, w- I want to pick Rockets because I think the Rockets are going to make this a good, uh, an interesting series. 
I'm going to go Rockets. They, ha- they, they have go to Rockets. win if they want a chance. I'm going to go Rockets. Yeah. I think Dwight Howard's going to show up. I think as long as they bench Jeremy Lin enough, I think they'll, I think they'll win. I think so. All right. All right, so we got that doc- hashtag document. I don't know. I've been saying hashtag a lot. Um, all right, Kev, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Final thoughts? Other than just another late night tonight watching Houston-Portland that I'm totally okay with because I love this, uh, nothing else. How great is the? How great are the playoffs? How great oh is my, a little bit? Unreal. It hasn't been like this in so long. Dude, it's wonderful. It's, dude, oh my goodness. Team Kevin Durant. I have Team Will B. Team Will B. I've, I've loved these playoffs, and you know what the great thing is? We're not even a week in, oh. and they last like five months. So it'll just, we're just going to keep going. It's all gravy. Um, thanks for joining our uh, little bonus edition of Pick and Pod. You know, we'll, we're going to have to break out a couple multiple episode weeks down the road. So, I mean, it's such a long grind. You got pace yourself. You never know where we'll be, but you'll definitely get one a week. Thanks again to Network. At Network, the last three E is a three. I said that right this time, right? Yeah, yep. you did it right. <laughs> I did it right. All right, see you guys. I'm try it out. I'm a try out. Trying to make a route. Fuck all you haters, I'm going to hop them out. Three point on the bitch like Dirk Nowinski. Up in the club like Dirk Nowinski. See me on the if you want to diss me, let's play a game of 21. It's really fun. I got half court shots and I'll post you up. I'm going to just be real. I choke the coach. Kev? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Um.